0: Yo, what's going on? Uh, yesterday was my thirty-eighth birthday, and I, a lot of people were reaching out and they were asking me how does it feel, and you know what, what is today like, and yada yada, and all the things, you know. And it's been interesting because the older I get, the more introspective I get each year. And yesterday was a pretty profound day for for me, for for me as a human being, for me as a man, a father, as a partner as a leader, you know, a global leader. And uh, I thought, you know what, I should go live and we should record an episode of the Marshall Gillen show. And we should share a little bit of the insights and kind of review the last 38 years. So if you're watching this video uh, and you're under the age of 38, then this will definitely apply to you if you're a man and you have a big mission or a big vision, something that you want to accomplish. I want to share some of the things with you I've learned over 38 years. And just like some of the things that I've really gotten wrong, I guess, so to speak, and some of the things that I've really gotten right. I know there's always that age-old question um, that people ask, which is like, if you could go back and tell your 18-year-old self anything, like, what would you tell your 18-year-old self, you know? And uh, I always think that's an interesting question. And, And since we're on the topic of it, I might as well just cover it, right? Like, actually, if you're watching this episode, I don't care if you're live, if you're on replay, or if you're listening to the podcast, go ahead and DM me on Instagram. But I'm curious... To hear what would you tell your 18-year-old self right now? What would you tell your 18-year-old self if you had an opportunity to go back and talk to them? Excuse me. And yesterday uh, on my 38th birthday, there was a lot of downloads that were coming. And you know, when I think about, well, let's just get started here. Let's share some of these things because the first thing that I'll say is, as it pertains to what we were just talking about, if I could go back and tell my 18-year-old self anything. I think the, th- the thing I would tell there's a lot of things I'd want to tell my 18-year-old self, but the thing that I would tell them that's most important, I think, right now at my first 38 years is I would look him in the eyes and I would say, bro, nobody that's an adult has got this shit figured out, okay? So all of them bitching at you, all of them complaining at you, them judging you, telling you what you should or shouldn't do, none of those motherfuckers got, them figured, got it figured out. And the older you get, you're really just learning it day by day and playing it by ear. And listen even though I have a plan and a vision and we have measurable goals to achieve these things, at the end of the day, it's all by chance. Like I am I can only create what I can create. I can only stay in control of what I can control and everything else out there is out of my control. So as long as I'm showing up every day and I'm trying my best, I'm being honest with myself and I'm being honest with everyone around me, it's like, I would just tell me, I'd be like, nobody's got this shit figured out. So stop putting so much pressure on yourself. Because I know, you know, as a young man, one of the things that, especially as a man, one of the things that um, I was driven the most by is performance and wanting, want, needing to succeed and and be liked, be accepted, you know. And so it's interesting when I think back to that because it's like, okay, well, one hand, I would just look at me and want to say, "Hey, Marshall, I love you, I love you," because I wasn't really feeling that from a man uh, back when I was 18. But again, it's like when I was 18, the biggest thing was I was comparing myself to everybody else. I was judging myself against everybody else. Now I don't I don't know if you've ever done that. If you're watching or listening to this, if you've ever done that, right? But I am human and I have done that. I still do that. And um you know, I when I was 18, I was judging myself against everybody. All the all the people that were doing the things I thought I was supposed to be doing having the success that at 18, I thought I was supposed to be having, going to the schools that I thought I was supposed to be going to, uh, playing the sports in college that I thought I was supposed to be playing. And it became so overwhelming that I just kind of gave up. I just kind of gave up. I was telling my 13-year-old son um, just the other day, it was his uh, eighth grade year football this year. And he's good, but he's a little doo-doo like me. Well, I'm kind of thick. He's even, I mean, he's a little guy, right? And so he started the season off uh, first string. And then right before the first game, he got demoted to second string. And um, in that first game of the year, he caught a screen pass and ran into, took a score touchdown. It was awesome. And then after that game, he was demoted to third string. Don't know why. And he just didn't play as much as I I one as the parent, of course, thought he should, but like, he really wanted to quit. He really wanted to quit. And I remember telling Josh, in the season, it makes me kind of emotional, to be honest with you. you know. But I was telling Josh, when, uh, right here, just, just the other night before the season stopped, dude, I, I, I told him how fucking proud I was of him. I sat him down. I said, I want you to know how proud I am of you, Josh. I said, you had every opportunity to quit this year. You had no reason to keep going. And when I was your age and I was faced with the exact same situation as you were, you know what I did, Josh? I quit. It was the first time that I ever remember quitting on myself, and quitting on myself got easier and easier and easier after that. And I want you to know that even now, as a little boy, you have that going for you more than I ever did. And so I think that's part of what I would want to tell my 18-year-old self is like, bro, nobody's got this shit figured out. So stop putting so much pressure on yourself to think that you have to get it right. Because at no point in life, it's like even the people that are claiming, like, they don't know, right? And so I think that's like the thing I would tell my 18-year-old self. And so with that in mind and looking at my 38th birthday, people are like, well, what are you feeling today? Like, what's it like? And I'm like, dude, it's, it's, a, lot of the, it's a lot of these really like, these, it's a lot of the same feelings. That dog is annoying the fuck out of me in the background. This is what I get for not making enough money yet to move myself, buy property and move myself out uh, of town, which, I, which is a whole nother podcast that we can start another time so I'm thinking back, and I'm like, okay, well, what would I tell right, – 38 years in review, I'm sorry. What, what would be? what has that 38 years been like? I'm sorry. I, I'm just off Celtic from that dog. I don't know what the audio is going to sound like. So anyways, 38 years in review, and it's, like, it's, it's a lot of things. It's like these two feelings all at the same time. And what I mean by that is like I'm sitting here at 38, and I have – I've been sober for 623 days, which is a massive reason why I've been able to get my shit together finally. Well, I've been able to handle my shit finally, right? I'm um, in a committed relationship for a year and a half with my fiance, who it's like it's a wild. I can't even explain it. The chemistry that we have, the things that we've worked through, the space that we're creating and making for other couples, it's 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 unlike anything I could have even written and dreamed of. It's it's powerful. Does that mean it's perfect? Fuck no. But it's it's so amazing. I have these two amazing little boys, 10 and 13. Became a bonus dad, right? And so I'm, I'm i I'm have all these things in my life that are, that are, that are happening, and I, I'm, I have run this business online that I, that's having massive success and helping people and changing, transforming lives. And so I'm like 38, and I'm looking back on it all, and I'm like, it, I was kind of sad, to be honest with you. I was like, honestly, I was a little depressed. Like I felt a little depressed. And I'll, I'll tell you, like I'll tell you why. I'm sitting here on my 38th birthday. As this father, as this, as this partner, as this leader of men, of people, you know, really coming in and embodying my my mature, evolved masculine, and it feels so good, and I'm powerfully present. And I'm I'm my birthday comes and I look back over the last 38 years and I'm like, if there's one thing that sticks out more than anything, it's the amount of opportunities, it's the time I wasted. It's like how much time I wasted in 38 years? And I don't mean like, I don't mean like the opportunities to make money or uh, the places to travel or anything like that. Yeah, I mean I wasted time you know, on things I could have gotten started with already. But like, that's what I'm talking about. Like the, the, the time that I wasted was on being present in relationships. Like I've done some of the coolest shit. I've met some of the coolest people. I've had people that loved me, and I wasn't there for fucking Any of it. I wasn't there for any of it. And again, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm sorry if (laughs) emotions bother you, but like a perfect example is thinking back to my grandma. It's like uh, I blew my grandma off all the time, you know. My grandpa died when I was 16. He was like my father figure. And for all those years after that, like, I just fucking blew grandma off. You know, why? Like, what the fuck did I have going on? And and now at the age of 38, I would give anything to have one more day with my grandma. One more day. If I did, I would set my alarm for 11.59 p.m. and I'd wake up at midnight and I'd drive right there. And I'd spend the whole day with her until the time ran out. But when you're a young man, you don't understand these things. I. I think back to this brand, Marshall Live, that I've built, you know, since 2015. And I did. I have never understood until very recently. I have never understood how much of an impact I have on people. I like, truly have on people, you know. And I think back to all the years that there's been so many people that have sent me these amazing messages, tell me how I saved their life, or I saved their marriage, or I've fixed their relationship with their kids. So I've made their dreams come true, you know? And at all these years, it's been so overwhelming because I've hated myself and not accepted myself so much. I could never accept those compliments. I'd always be like, okay, I could barely read, you know, a review or, or watch a testimonial video of people, like, gushing on me. And I think back now on my 38th birthday, to all those people, you know, who, who I met so much to, and then they probably met me in person. And I wasn't there for them. And I probably blew them off. And for what? Like what What the fuck was I even doing? And it, it makes me sad right now as an older man. Because I know what it feels like to be blown off. And I'm not judging myself. And I can't go back and change it. And I accept it that I'm human. And the emotion that I feel when I think about how much fucking time I wasted on people who I could have loved on. Who I could have... Empowered, and I just I'm just sad right now because I I wanted to be empowered. I wanted somebody to believe in me when I didn't. Not that I didn't want to, but when I didn't know how to. And so I'm sitting there thinking yesterday, and I'm like, "Fuck, I wasted a lot of time my whole life. That's pretty fucking depressing." And I was like, "Well, why did I waste all of that time?" And if I really got down to the root of it why what i was wasting my time doing was playing these mental gymnastics in my head my whole life things like doubt fear judgment it's just going over and over and over in my head nonstop, stop and, and it could be for any situation at any time right and at each stage of my life in each arena of my life this was this was my life like this this has been habitual Habitual worrier, habitual doubter, habitual fear, habitually fearful of taking opportunities, taking a chance, believing myself, like just constantly limiting myself. And so when I'm thinking back, like, well, what would I go tell my 18-year-old self? I'd be like, bro, nobody's got that shit figured out, man. Because I spent the first 38 years of my life so fucking worried about what everybody else thought of me that I, I missed out on everything. And so I'm like, okay. Well, I know that being present is the key. The quality of your relationships, is, the quality of your life is based on the quality of your relationships, right? Tony Robbins says that. And so I think to myself, well, the reason I was always not present is because I was always focused on the wrong things. I was always focused on not having enough money or focused on the things that weren't going right. No matter how many awesome things in my life were happening, things that people don't have happen to them in a whole lifetime, right? I know I was never focused on that because I was just naturally good at things. So I expected myself to win and I never gave myself credit. I never gave myself gratitude. I never honored myself or celebrated myself. I just kept expecting myself to perform, perform, perform till finally... You know, I, I, at 2000, whatever, 19, was that three, four, four years ago, three years ago or something? I can't do math, right? My calculators. I tell my kids school is pointless because it is. But I'm like, dude, I, I, I went around this sickle thing over and over and over trying to let my performance make me feel like I was figuring it out. And the fucking harder I worked and the more that I tried, the fucking worse life got. Like it didn't make any sense. How could you work so hard and still be so broke? Like, it, that doesn't fucking add up. How can you be a good person but always get the shit into the stick? And so I was, like, realizing now, yesterday on my 30th birthday, I'm like, well, because that's what I focused on. Even though all the good things were happening in my life, I was focused on the things that weren't going right. And it turns out that most of the time that I wasted, I wasted not being present because I was playing the what-if game in my head. Now I sit here at 38, and I'm very consciously aware of the fact that our thoughts become things. They determine, yep, yeah, What? But these dogs are over here just barking at me again and get my dog after him. And what, I, what it made me realize is that we're consciously like, I mean, I already knew this, but like really what we focus on is what is going to make the difference. And so I sat in that moment and I was like, well, shit. I was like, how am I going to live the next 38 years then? Like, what am I going to focus on now? Because yesterday I had an opportunity to, to feel depression, to feel sad. And I did. I let myself feel that emotion. I let myself sit in it for a little bit. I observed it. I let it process. I didn't judge it. I didn't get up and pick up my phone or go do something and distract myself. I sat there. Actually, I sat right here in the sunshine, just like this, with my bare feet in the ground, just like I am today. And I just sat here and felt the emotion. And I could feel the sadness in my heart and the sinking in my stomach. And I just sat and observed it. And then I opened my eyes and I thought, man, I'm 38 years old. And I got this shit fucking, I already know this. Like, that's pretty young. 38 years old is young to not have it, I'm not saying figure it out, but 38 years old is young to realize that really the secret to life is my ability to stay present. My ability to stay powerfully present in every moment. It's what's allowed me to have an intimate, passionate, fulfilling relationship with my queen. It's what's allowed me to become an amazing father, one who my kids fucking love and adore, but respect right? It's, one, it's a relationship I get to build with my tribe because I'm present. Because I believe, I have faith in myself. There's a confidence. There's this, this evolved sacred masculinity living from my king archetype where I'm able to be powerful and present and purpose-driven. And I'm like, damn, like, life is fucking good. And so the reason I tell this big, long story the way that I am is because it's like, all we ever have is right now, is this moment. The future is not a real thing, and the past does not exist. The only time that ever is is right now, and now, and now, and again, now, 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 now. And the longer that we play these mental gymnastics of fear and doubt and worry and anger and depression, <clears throat> the longer we keep ourselves limited in our, in our reality because we're never present, and you're wasting time. And that's what I've been realizing over the last few years. And then it hit me yesterday. I was like, well, shit if this is not, if my first 38 years is not absolute proof of the importance of focus and being powerfully grounded in present, then shit, I don't know what is. And so I'm pretty stoked, man. I, I was a little emotional in the beginning. Yeah. But um, I'm not living there. Like I feel sadness, but I'm not sad for like, my life is rad. Like my life is such a blessing. Even when it's not, it's like, it's such a blessing. And my ability to be grounded in the present powerfully present, man, it's been, it's changed everything. And I really couldn't do that until I learned to let go, let go of my fears, let go of my doubts, let go of the judgments of, of my reaction to judgments. And so it's like, as I move into the next thirty-eight years of my life, I just wish I could tell the people who are younger than me, dude, like you have got to process that pain You've got to process that trauma from the past because until you do process that trauma, you'll never be able to show up powerfully present. You'll never be able to be here. And what a waste of a beautiful life it would be if you never learned how to integrate your shadow and step into the light so you could become the fullest, fullest, most evolved version of yourself. This goes for men and women, but especially for men. Because it's like when I think back to what my mission really is, you know, when it started in 2016. I was like, well, I want people to stop killing themselves, and so the mission was born. You know, save a billion lives or save a billion lives with the power of vulnerability and storytelling. But I was driving with KJ in the car the other day, and this old country song came on the radio, and it's a song about um, this woman who does everything. It's like I uh, fix the copy, get fix the copy machine, get the coffee backwards in high heels, and all these things. And it made me th- think of my mom because that song has always made me think of my mom. Because I, my mom was a single mom, but even inside of the relationship, marriage that she was in my whole life, it was, it was loveless. F- Phil was a piece of shit. He didn't fucking do anything for her. It was, she might as well have been a single mom. She paid for everything. He didn't make shit, right? Like, and so when that song came on, I was thinking to my mom, hey, what's up, bro? One of, one, of my, uh, one of Tristan's teammates, he's a gangster. He's always like, what's up, Marshall? I'm like, what up, bro? And that's one thing I do love about living in town is that this neighborhood that we live in on the west side is like um, super old school, man. Like the kids are running around the neighborhood and they play at each other's house and they're up and down playing football on the street and shit and we all know each other. And the school is just right down there. So I'm, I'm down there playing. Because I work from my phone and my computer. I host retreats and I work with men online. So, and so I'm free, right? And so I've been down there. I'll be playing I'll be playing uh, football and basketball and all kinds of shit the kids in the neighborhood, man. They all know me. Um, I was like, what up, little geez? Anyways, so as I'm sitting, sitting here, I'm like, well, dude, the only way that you can really truly become very present and powerfully aligned with who you're meant to be and you, is to step into, that, step into the light. And what I mean by that is like you've got to learn – no. Let me say it like this. First off, you have to understand what healing is. I was going on something, and when uh, Eli drove by, it kind of uh, took me off, off the track. But let's end this, this conversation that we're having right now with this. Healing is your capacity to hold pain okay? Healing is your capacity to hold pain. So healing is not the act that you are healed. Healing is your ability to withstand the pain. So imagine if I have a cut on my arm, right? And it hurts. Well, it's going to hurt for a time. Oh, it's hurting. It's hurting. My ability to withstand the pain of that hurting is what allows it to heal. But all too often what happens is that when we experience emotional trauma or psychological trauma, we don't understand how to process it. So something bad will happen to us. And then we're constantly triggered in our reality, and that trigger creates emotions and results inside of us that are not very favorable. And so what we do so we can avoid those triggers or we can re- avoid the reactions that come when we, when we are triggered is we distract ourselves. We distract ourselves with, with booze, with drugs, with gambling, uh, shopping, uh, building a business, working out, like video games. Literally, it could be anything. But in the Western culture, we've been wired for that like the system is against us. School is designed to create workers. John D. Rockefeller, when he created the school system, is on record. In quote, you can Google that. He doesn't want a nation of free thinkers. He wants a nation of workers. And so the school system was designed to create workers. So you could go into the workforce. When the bell dings, what do you do? You report to where you go. You sit down, you shut up, don't talk to your neighbors, stay focused on what you're doing. And so what happens in Western society then, if they have media they have tv they have all the things they have all the advertising and branding and so there's a subliminal message click constantly say, given to you that you have to have a lot of money so you can create status because only when you have status and money are you recognized as powerful and and worthy right and this is constantly drilled into us from the time that we're little and what happens is their system is trying to segregate the families they're trying to m- make women live in their masculine so they think they don't need men they they make men emasculated by one, having campaigns against masculinity, which is ridiculous, toxic masculinity is not a thing, but that's a whole other topic. And what they've done is, like, what, perfect example, look at any fucking sitcom on TV. Who is the dad? He, the dad is always some bumbling idiot, right, that can't get it right, that's just a fucking fuck up. And all he's the butt of the joke, everybody laughs at him, right? And so what I'm saying is in this Western society, when we experience trauma, which a lot of it is created on purpose by the system. We experience this trauma, and then everywhere we don't have any place to talk about it. Every place, every opportunity we have is we're judging ourselves based on the reality that's created for us within this matrix that says if you don't have status and money, you're not worth anything. And so, because that pain feels so icky, we distract ourselves, and then the matrix has set it up perfect for us to be distracted in every single way, shape, and form forever. Like you can never pull out of it until you do. And that's the whole thing. So, people stay stuck in these trauma cycles, and then you see people, men and women, who trauma bond, and they get into these relationships, and they're trauma bond, right? They bond through their trauma, which is unresolved, and they're usually unaware that they even have, and then they live their life from this point every single day of their life, and the kids are grow up, and they're raised, and so the song, I know I was born, so the song comes on the radio, and I'm thinking for my whole life, man, I'm on a mission to stop people from killing themselves, but the song comes on the radio, it makes me think my mom, and I start crying, and KJ's like, what are you crying about? And I'm like, I'm realizing right now that everything that I do and the reason that I do all this is because I feel bad for single moms because I know what it's like for my mom. I know it was like for my mom to feel so lonely, to feel so unworthy, to never be seen or heard. Like that was never a conversation we had. And she would back then wouldn't even have the uh, understanding, awareness to be able to articulate something like that. But looking back now, I'm like, I get it. And really what the problem is, is that men are fucking idiots. Because nobody's taught, there's no rite of passage. It's not our fault. Our dads didn't know and their dads didn't know and society and the culture has changed and all these things. So like, I get it, right? I get it. But the reality of it is, is men are fucking up. Like men are fucking up and they're ruining the whole thing. And so it's no no shit. No wonder I've been drawn to men's work. No wonder we created Sacred Kings. No wonder we're doing these men's retreats and this, these men's programs and these men's groups. Because I'm like, if I can help the man understand how to process his trauma, how to integrate his shadow, which just means I'm taking the darkness and I'm integrating, I'm connecting, I'm putting it into the light. I'm saying, hey, listen, if I'm in a dark cave and I light a match, it doesn't matter how small that match is, it's still going to light the cave because darkness cannot survive the light. And what happens in the work that we're doing with men and the work that everybody needs to be doing is they need to be feeling that pain and then sitting down and not doing a fucking thing about it. Cry about it yell about it, pound the ground about it. I'm just saying be with it. and I don't care. Cry. I don't care how long you cry for. Do it until you can't do it anymore. Be with the emotion because emotions are not good or bad. And the more that you judge your emotions and assign them meaning, the more fucking restricted your life becomes and the more time you waste. And then you're still never present for actually what life is about, which is right now in this moment. You know what I mean? They want men fat, weak, and in their emotions. 100%, they do. One of our viewers on the live video, Evelyn Gonzalez, shout out to my girl Evie. She says they want men fat, weak, and in their emotions. 100%, they do. Because what happens if a bunch of masculine, free-thinking men get together? That's how revolutions start. You look at any, you look at any culture from back in the day. What's the first thing they did when they took over civilization? What did Rome do? The first thing they moved in? They killed all the warriors. They killed all the fighting men. They killed all the leaders. And they left all the soy boys and women. And it's not like – I'm not saying that women are not equal. It's nothing like that. I'm just saying like, if you want to stunt the growth of a nation or if you want to take a nation over or a populace in general, you kill all the warriors. You have to. So you're absolutely right, Evelyn. They don't want men getting together and being in shape and free thinkers. They don't want that because that's how revolutions start. That's how the system loses. That's how we take back control. That's what Sacred Kings is all about. So if you're a man, you should be at my next retreat. And if you're a woman, you should probably send your man to my next retreat about my 38th birthday, this is what I'm thinking. I'm like, man, I've, I've wasted so much time on, on the first 38 years by not being there. And I was all depressed. And I was like, well, shit, I know that what I focus on is what I'll get. So I'm going to focus on the fact that I'm only 38 and I have this lesson. Like, wow, that's crazy. What a gift. What a gift to have this lesson at 38 years old. And I'm telling you that the secret to it all is learning how to be powerfully present. And I'm telling you the way to be powerfully present is to look at your your pain, observe it, figure out what it's trying to tell you. Don't distract yourself from it and start doing the work to learn how to integrate that, how to accept it and let it dissipate into the abyss so you can move on into the next evolution of whatever it is that you're meant to do here. God has a plan for you. So he has a plan for me. Anyways, I hope this has been valuable. Hope you got a little bit of insight. If you did, do me a favor, leave me a review on the show. And if you're not subscribed yet, make sure you're subscribed, whether you're here on YouTube watching it, whether you're on Facebook. I don't care if you're on Spotify, maybe on Apple iTunes, like do you have, go ahead, go ahead. Subscribe. Leave me a review. Let me know what you think. Someday soon, we'll get better audio set up, so these podcasts are awesome. But uh, I love you guys very much. It's been a blessing. Uh, it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing to get to do this work. If you are one of the people that I have missed in the last six years, man, I am fucking sorry. Truly, truly, I'm sorry that I did not make you feel seen or heard. But if you reach back out to me, that'll change. I love it. each and every one of you. I'm praying for the best. Sending you all the light, the love. All the healing. And men, last call. Stand up and handle your shit. Your woman deserves it. So do your kids. And the fucking world needs us to do it. If you haven't been out to my men's retreat yet, sacred war, nope, sacredkings.co, sacredkings.co, grab your spots at the next retreat. I love you guys. I'll see you soon.